I'm Vanessa Gracia Cruz and welcome back to her podcast yet another episode we're in our second month of the show and we've been having so much fun and I hope that you've been blessed I've gotten so many DMs messages of people saying that they're enjoying the podcast they're enjoying our content if that's you if this has blessed you I would love if you would do me a favor and share it on your social media if you post it I will repost if you DM me I will try to read it I love to hear your feedback and hear how this show is blessing you. Um, if you're just tuning in, this is her podcast. This is a show directed towards young women in our 20s, in our 30s, learning how to lead ourselves. And that's what this episode is about with my guest, my little sister. It's an honor to be here. Jesse Marie Ogando. Wow, wow. Thank used you, to you. formally known as Jesse Marie Gracia, just like I was formally known as Vanessa Gracia, but now I'm Vanessa. Wait, are you Jesse Gracia Ogando or are you just Jesse Ogando? I'm Ogando Gracia. I'm drowning in grace. Wow. Yes. Wow. Yes. Wow. That was so deep. Some people <laughs> have to take a break right now in the <laughs> podcast. But anyway, so today, um, here with my sister, something we've had so many conversations mm -hmm. about. So I knew you'd be the perfect person to have on this episode. We're talking about. Again, this podcast is about leading ourselves. Mm -hmm. So many of us young women are leading mm -hmm. in any arena of our lives. Even if you say, well, I'm a stay-at-home mom, you're leading your kids. You're leading your family. You're leading your husband. Um, if you're at work, even if you're not at the top of the chain, leadership is simply influence. Mm -hmm. It's being a part of a team, but also influencing mm -hmm. that team in whatever way that is. And yeah. there are also people watching this podcast that are beginning ministries, that are starting up businesses, but it is so important to our success to learn to lead ourselves. Yeah. Um, Craig Rochelle, who's one of my digital mentors, says, your life will move in the direction of your thoughts. Mm. And I have found that to be so true. Yes. If you cannot learn to lead your thought life, if you cannot learn to lead your emotions, if you cannot learn to manage yourself, you will never truly be able to manage other people, including your kids. Because even like I'm learning as a new mom, as a young mom, I'm learning that my control of my anger affects how I discipline my kids. How mm -hmm. I discipline my kids will affect how they turn out as people. As a leader, it's the same thing. My control of my my anger, my toxic emotions, my management of the traumas that I grew up with, all of that has such a deep effect. And this is something that I've had conversations with my sister so many times in private, you know, because we as sisters, mm -hmm. we just talk about our marriage or we'll talk yeah. about our, you know, our spheres of leadership. My sister here is the leader of a really large ministry. How many volunteers do you have in your ministry? We have over 200 volunteers and 500 kids. So Lots yeah. and lots. So in the children's ministry, so we both lead in these big arenas and we find that the hardest person to lead is yourself. Yes, definitely. And the hardest person to even be able to reason with sometimes yes. is ourself, you know? And one of the things that you taught me, which I this is one of the lessons that I take for my marriage. It's it's like my my motto. It's it's a thing that I always turn back to is Right before I got married, um, I had a conversation with my sister and I kind of told her, hey, like, I'm feeling good about marriage. You know, I know that I love him. I know that, you know, he's the right person to, for me, but I just feel like something in me, he, he's not giving me everything that I need. Like, I just feel like I need more from him, more from him. And I remember one day you told me, one person can't be your everything. You have to kind of 
start to be your own. You have to allow God to fill those gaps and those spaces mm -hmm. in your life, and you have to be able to fill some of those spaces in your life. And I think not only for like our relationships, but for everything, we're always trying to get other people yes. to do stuff for us. Uh -huh. Like, no, you guys are not making me happy. Okay, I'm not happy. Oh, you're not doing this. Okay, then I'm angry. Like, we think that the people around us dictate how we feel when really it's those people are are supposed to be blessed by how we are managing ourselves because mm -hmm. we are healthy now we give to others and we always think that our environment has to be healthy in order for us to be healthy you know exactly a hundred percent and and that's why i think i have always in my leadership yeah like talking to you as my mm -hmm. little sister talking to other people that i lead i put such an emphasis on that because you're right our idea of leadership, if we haven't been taught better, if mm -hmm. we haven't been taught different, is very backwards. Mm -hmm. We even think sometimes as leaders, like, okay, I'm going to be satisfied with my team when all my team starts behaving exactly yeah. as I would like them to behave. And here's the thing, too. Mm. Many of us are not even emotionally intelligent or emotionally mature enough, and mm -hmm. this is not an insult to anyone who's listening. It's just something I've learned along the way. At a certain point in my leadership, I was not emotionally mature enough to even know what they could do to make me happy. Mm. So I was sitting back expecting people to make me happy. Mm -hmm. But if someone were to ask me, like, okay, what do you want your team to do? I would be like, uh, uh, uh. Mm -hmm. Because I didn't even know myself well enough to know what I wanted. Mm -hmm. True leadership or effective leadership is the opposite. Mm -hmm. It's learning what I want, learning what I need evaluating is that reasonable because that's something we'll get into now too that even in our marriages and in our relationships sometimes mm -hmm. what we want is simply not reasonable yeah and sometimes what we want is not fair mm -hmm. and it's it's crossing a boundary and it's not allowing other people to just be themselves yeah. but so what do i want is that reasonable and now that i want it how can i communicate it clearly to people mm -hmm. so that i can actually get it because yeah. we're not doing that Many leaders are not doing that. Many leaders are getting in front of these, you know, you have a team of 200 volunteers. They're getting in front of these 200 volunteers frustrated week after week after week, but they've never set clear guideposts. Mm -hmm. They've never mm -hmm. set clear guidelines. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about, you know, even going back to you managing yourself in your marriage, managing yourself in your ministry. What are some of the things that you've done to do exactly what you said mm -hmm. to, to, manage your thought life and lead your thought life yeah. to change in that way i think number one is just being self-aware we have mm. to be able to be self-aware and i know that me and you specifically we're huge enneagram fans and mm -hmm. i'll just mention something about that one, one thing that i really learned before the enneagram is I didn't know too much about myself. So yes. I learned about the Enneagram. Then I learned my weaknesses, my strength. And from then, I kind of got addicted to learning about myself. Mm -hmm. And I would take personality tests. I would evaluate myself, things like that. So once you're self-aware and you understand your weaknesses, your strengths, your tendencies, your, like the Enneagram says, your sins, you know, if you're somebody that, you know, falls into avarice, you're somebody that falls into whatever, whatever it is, you need to be able to understand those things and kind of attack them. Be your own best friend, but be your own teacher as well. Okay, I understand that I'm someone that I'm very nonya. I'm someone that is very... So it's like I, spoiled. Yeah, I'm very spoiled. I, I like to justify the way I am. So if I don't want to wake up for work at 9 a.m., I tell myself, 
myself, oh, it's okay, you had a long day, it's okay. And so I become kind of like my own enemy in a are way. Are you really like that, or are you just giving an example? I'm just giving an example. Oh, okay, because I, I think you're the opposite. Like, you personally are one of the toughest people yeah, on yourself I, that I know. I am, but at the same time, I think everybody kind of has those two things where they balance. I, I think that everybody kind of has like this way of we either go to the two extremes. We're either too hard on ourselves yeah. or we're too easy on ourselves. Mm -hmm. So me learning about myself, I was able to kind of find, and I'm still finding, I'm not, I'm not perfect at it yet, but I've been learning how to find a balance between, okay, is what I'm asking of others and what I'm asking of myself, is it reasonable? Okay, it's not reasonable, it's not whatever. Okay, let's move to the other side. Okay, I know I have this habit, so A, B, C, D. So learning about yourself, being self-aware of what your weaknesses and your strengths are, I feel like really impacts your expectations of others and yourself. Yes. You know? And it, and it helps with what I was saying before, being able to communicate mm -hmm. what happened. Yeah. You know, just yesterday I was having a conversation with a friend and we got into one of those. It wasn't an argument, but it mm. was like, let me explain my side. Yeah. You explain your side mm. because we were having some trouble um, communicating mm. lately. And when we got down to the core of it, I remember telling her my issue is that when you say things like that to me. I feel like you're saying that I'm bad. Mm -hmm. That was something that prior to the Enneagram yeah. and prior to doing exactly what you're saying, finding out what are my traumas, mm -hmm. what's really happening. Yeah. And, and I didn't know how to do that before. I didn't even know I should do that before. Mm -hmm. But once you get into the habit of doing that, and, and in the Enneagram they call that detached observation. Mm -hmm. So – Detaching yourself and saying, when I look from an outside perspective, what is logically actually happening? Instead mm -hmm. of letting my emotions take over, yeah. which is what we normally do, mm -hmm. and we just say, I'm mad at her, and then we instantly do what? We find fault with the other person. Yeah. I'm mad at her because she's rude, she's accusing me, she's calling me this, she's calling me that. And, mm -hmm. and when my friend responded to me, she said, I don't think that at all. Yeah. I don't think you're bad. I don't think you're unfair. I don't mm. think you're unjust. I just think that you're not noticing X, Y, and Z. Mm -hmm. That changed the entire conversation because yeah. I was able to communicate with her the root of how I was feeling. Now, how does it go so many other times? Mm -hmm. So many other times, you just maybe block the person out. Mm -hmm. Don't speak to them for a few weeks. Mm -hmm. Maybe eventually, without saying sorry, without a conversation, you start just going back to normal. Mm -hmm. But the next time that person says that exact same thing, yeah, you're upset again. And part of that is knowing, or a big part of that is, again, knowing yourself. Yeah. Be mm -hmm. And I think a, a, a large part of knowing yourself also is finding a practice that allows you to know yourself. So maybe you're a person that you like to journal. Okay, yeah. journal every week and self-evaluate yourself. Rate yourself. If you want on the top of paper, this week I was a five and a half. Why? Because I got offended at this. I did this, whatever. If you're, you know, practice, you find that you really are able to become self-aware when you're riding a bike. Okay, do it once a day. And at the end of riding a bike, you know, say a little prayer and, and ask God to, to give you that discernment. Or if it's meditating, whatever it is, find something within your week that kind of allows you to do that a lot of times mm -hmm. we because because we are in our heads all the time we think that the t the amount of time that we spend thinking is sufficient 
for becoming self-aware and it's not true Mm -hmm. your thoughts when you're driving in the car or you're typing on the computer yes our minds are always going but that is not sufficient enough for your practice of being self-aware so you have to set time apart you have to be able to set 10 minutes out of your day to consciously think and consciously think of the things that you do becoming self-aware is not something that just happens by accident or happens when you're on the road you know Mm -hmm. That's exactly right, and I love what you said, being conscious. Mm-hmm. Being conscious, because another thing I've learned, this is going to turn into an Enneagram episode, but yeah. I, don't, I don't have a problem <laughs> with that. Um, but another thing that learning about the Enneagram has taught me is that we have a conscious mind, mm-hmm. and we have an unconscious mind. Mm-hmm. We have a mind that we have behaviors and emotions that are running on autopilot mm-hmm. that come from traumas, in our childhood. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to give an example of that if, if, for if anybody is hearing this for the first time. Um, let's say you were a child that was heavily criticized. Mm-hmm. You were heavily criticized. You know, your parents maybe thought you, you didn't do anything good enough. Maybe you were the oldest child and they expected so much of you. And every time your brothers and sisters messed up, this was me. Every mm-hmm. time you guys did something, <laughs> every time they would do something Um, You know, it's natural for parents to be like, my parents were wonderful parents. Don't everybody start, you know, coming for my parents. But like as the oldest, they will be like, why weren't you watching your sister? Why weren't you paying attention? So that sends a message and it's not always intentional Mm -hmm. by your parents that sends this message to you as a kid, let's say, like, I'm, I'm this kind of person. I can't mess up. Mm-hmm. I can't mess up, and everybody's waiting for me to mess up, and I need to be perfect all the time, and I need to be on all the time, and I need mm-hmm. to be happy all the time, because if I'm not, then, you know, wh- what's going to happen? You know, if yeah. I'm not, maybe people are not going to like me, or maybe I'm going to displease people, or maybe I'm not, you know. So if that's going on in the back of my mind, I create behaviors, mm-hmm. and these are behaviors that I've had to break little by little, yeah. and I create emotional patterns as well mm-hmm. because then you, as my sister, and this has happened to mm-hmm. us before, you can come to me and you can tell me something simple like, Vanessa, I think you should do this better. And sometimes instead of hearing a simple suggestion, I hear a criticism where there was no criticism because yeah. I'm looking at it through the filter of this trauma of a a filter of this emotional autopilot and becoming conscious and this is not anything new age this Mm -hmm. is simply a practice of thought and it is biblically backed Mm -hmm. because the bible talks about the sin that you know Mm -hmm. you know the psalmist david talked about he said to the lord there are sins that i know but forgive me also for the sins that i don't Mm -hmm. know my unconscious sins the things that you know and we all have them you know whatever number you are on the enneagram ones have resentment Mm -hmm. twos have pride threes have um avarice and Mm -hmm. and deceit fours have you know every single person Mm -hmm. has these unconscious behaviors that that Again, so then instead of hearing exactly what's said, I'm hearing something else. And I need to learn to, number one, identify what are my personal Mm -hmm. struggles. And I love what you said. Taking time to sit down and think, okay, when Jesse told me that I didn't do this right, why am I so upset? Yeah. Why am I actually mad? Mm -hmm. Because if I don't learn to do that with myself, I'm not going to learn that to do that with others either. And then my volunteers, my people are going to come to me and they're going to bring a problem and I'm never going to learn how to get to the root of other people's problems either. 
if you don't know how to fight with yourself correctly, no one will ever be able to fight with you and reach mm -hmm. a reasonable ending. You know, we have to learn how to fight fair with ourselves first. And one thing that they learned in psychology is that our present thoughts are actually actually survival instincts. So it's actually trying to either prevent something that happened in the past or mm -hmm. save you from something that's happening in the present. So sometimes what we're thinking right now is basically very fear-based you know something yeah. happened to me in the past okay um in my past relationship the guy was very toxic he would talk to me this way this way so you know what i'm gonna yell at you and i'm gonna make sure that you know that i am boss because of something that mm -hmm. happened to me in the past and a lot of time times we're blaming people in our present for things that happened in the past we're blaming people for things that they haven't even done or we're in a present moment and we're thinking to ourselves i'm gonna use the example of relationships as well um we're having a fight right now and we're just thinking to ourselves no 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 i don't want him to leave me so instead of me telling him that i feel this way this way i'm just gonna pretend everything is okay because mm -hmm. i don't want him to so a lot of our thoughts in the present moment are trying again to prevent something that happened in the past or save us from something in the future. And sometimes both of those things are are unpredictable or and something that we created in our brain. Because we yeah. can't fix the past mm -hmm. and we can't help the future yeah. right now. Yeah, so we're kind of creating scenarios that haven't happened or that happened in our brain, but we kind of made them in our own way. Even dreams, uh, in psychology you'll also learn that dreams are basically our own interpretation. Our brain kind of mixes it into a way. And when you wake up, it's... It's a perception that, that you yourself made. Your brain fired all, all these little different neurons mm -hmm. and made that story. So when you think of the past, sometimes when we think of a certain situation or we think of a certain fight, it didn't even happen that way, but our yeah. brain made it in that way, you know? And sometimes, like you said, we filter it through offense. We filter it through trauma. We filter it through anger. And we don't ever really get to the roots of what happened, why it happened. And so we kind of stay in this circle of self-destructiveness. You know, mm -hmm. we stay in this circle of, of never really reaching real, real endings, real solutions in our life, you know. And a lot of us are dealing with 10 different problems all at once because we never learned how to solutionize one. Mm -hmm. And so we kind of keep opening doors and leaving, you know, problems open. And we wonder, like, I wonder why my life is such a mess. I wonder why, you know, everything in my life is like this. Well, you just keep avoiding the problem. You know, yeah. you keep going to sleep angry like the Bible tells us not to do. You keep becoming offended with other people. Oh, I wonder why I have no friends. Well, you had beef with the 10 that you yeah. had and, and now you... And the common denominator is you. Yeah, yeah. But we are so against, and it's because we're fearful. Mm -hmm. We're so afraid to really go deep into our emotions and our thoughts mm -hmm. and really evaluate, how can I change? Mm -hmm. How can I get better? How can this person that is fighting with me mm -hmm. maybe be right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes they're right. Usually in every fight, and this is so important to learn in your marriage, everybody's wrong and everybody's right. Mm -hmm. You know, you learn when you do, I do marriage counseling. And one of the things they teach you is in a family dynamic, everyone is the problem and everyone is the solution. Mm -hmm. So you did something wrong and there is something you can do to do something better. That doesn't mean, cause we see things as black and white. Mm -hmm. We think if I did something wrong, it's all my fault. Yeah. Not necessarily. Mm -hmm. It could be everybody's fault. 
-hmm. Everybody here could do better. Everybody here can get better. But we're so averse to that because, and it does kind of come down to our issues with self-worth, which is what the podcast was about last week. We're so afraid of finding out that we're worthless. We're so afraid of finding out that we're nothing, even as leaders. Um, I have made a point in my leadership, and I recommend this to any leader who's hearing. I've made a point in my leadership to try, because mm -hmm. I'm not always the best at this, but to try to be the kind of leader where people under me can give me feedback without me taking it personally. Yeah. And it's made me such a better leader. Mm -hmm. Like even yesterday, as, as I'm telling you, I was talking to this friend as a friend, but it's also somebody who I work with in the ministry. Mm -hmm. You know, I have seen leaders in the past, especially in previous generations, basically be like, nope, I'm the leader. Can't tell me anything. Submit, mm -hmm. you know. But I've made a point in my life to let myself. And even in that conversation, I wanted to get offended. Mm -hmm. You know, when somebody's there telling you like, well, I didn't feel like it was fair when you did this. And I didn't feel like it was fair when you did this. And you can do this better. Your instinct as a leader is going to be to use your dominance mm -hmm. to shut the other person up so that you don't have to hear anything that is going to disrupt how you feel about yourself. Yeah. That yeah. is going to be your instinct as a leader. And that is going to be your instinct as a parent. Mm -hmm. also how many parents did we have you know those good uh hispanic parents thank god our parents were very good parents but I've, I've seen in all different types of parents but especially in hispanic households the no callate. Yep. you know and you're just trying to tell your mom or your dad what you did hurt my feelings mm -hmm. what you did I, i'm not saying you're a bad mom i'm not saying you're a bad husband i'm mm -hmm. not saying you're a bad leader i'm saying there are things you can do to make it better but when you adopt this habit that Jesse's mm -hmm. talking about and that I'm talking about of evaluating yourself. And like you said, I love what you said. Most of us are either too hard on ourselves mm -hmm. or we're too easy on ourselves. Mm -hmm. If we adopt this habit of detached observation where we look at ourselves and say, okay, if I wasn't me, if I wasn't Vanessa, if I was a random person looking in, yeah. what would I tell Vanessa to do better? Yeah. And it's hard. You have to train your mind to do that. But when instead of getting offended, instead of getting mad, instead of letting all these emotions go up, you just literally sit there and think, you know what? That is kind of unfair when I did that. Yeah. I could see how another person would be hurt. It doesn't yeah. mean the other person is completely faultless. And mm -hmm. I did tell this friend, hey, okay, you know what? But I kind of felt. And that's where we develop dialogues that, like you said, we're not just fighting. We're actually coming to solutions mm -hmm. to problems. Yeah. And I have so many leaders under me uh, you know, because I mentor other leaders and I mentor other pastors and I have so many of them tell me, um, how do you deal with a team? Or a lot of them ask me, how can you be friends with your team? Mm -hmm. Because I know so many people who they're like, I cannot be friends with the people that I work with. But part of that is because when they tell you something you don't like to hear, you shut up yeah. and, and, and you block them out and, yeah. and you don't want to hear anymore instead of saying, you know what? I understand I'm not perfect mm -hmm. and I don't have to be. Yeah, I really don't have to be. What I do need to be is open and willing to change and willing, like we're talking about, Moldable. to lead ourselves. Yeah. So we're going to take a five-minute break right there and be right back. Hey, I'm Vanessa Gracia Cruz, and if any of this is resonating with you and you think maybe you just need a little bit of help taking that step back, evaluating your emotions, getting to the core of what you're going through, you might just need a little bit of therapy, a little bit of mentorship. And I want to let you know that I am offering that. So if you'd like to work together to help you, whether it's doing that, writing your book, eliminating toxic habits and thoughts, I'd love to work with you. Go ahead and visit VanessaGraciaCruz.com. There's a tab for mentorship where you can apply and we can work together. All right, we are back. 
and we are continuing talking about self-leading, mm-hmm. leading our thoughts, leading our emotions. And one thing we mentioned that I want you to expand a little bit on this, Jesse, is we can be our own worst enemy mm-hmm. or we can be our own best friend. Yeah. yeah. Talk a little bit about that. And, you know, in moments of, of chaos in our life, whether it is outer chaos or inner chaos, we're going through depression or we're going through a little bit of self-doubt, anything like that, we kind of go through a mode of self-preservation in which we tell ourselves, what do I need to do just to survive? You know, we mm-hmm. we kind of don't think, what can I do to help myself? We kind of think, what do what can I do to survive? So, mm-hmm. for example... And to keep myself from getting hurt like I've gotten yes, hurt in the past. For example, I have, you know, a fight with my family. Okay, I'm not going to go to any of the, the family gatherings gatherings i'm gonna stay in my room Mm -hmm. i'm just not gonna talk to any of them for a while i'm just gonna be on my own when really that that's you're you're preserving yourself and you're avoiding any conflict by yourself but you're not helping the problem you're just prolonging the problem you're allowing your mind to to um connect both you know enemy plus family equals bad you know my family is bad they're my enemies now you you allow your mind to make these connections and we need to kind of get into the habit a healthy person will get into the habit of instead of self-preserving in a moment of chaos becoming your own best friend and saying to yourself what would be the best thing i can do for ourselves and the funny thing is is that when our friends are going through problems we always know exactly what to tell them it's because of that detached observation yeah you're not when your friend is going through something Mm -hmm. it's so easy to be like that man is toxic Mm -hmm. it is so Mm -hmm. easy to be like well your mom is not that bad she's kind of like she's kind of got a point you are a little bit Mm -hmm. you know yeah and we we kind of can't see we kind of see our mind in in a big cloud of a lot of thoughts a lot of reasoning and so we can't have that self-detachment and so in the moment of chaos we can't see the solution when sometimes it is there you just kind of have to detach that emotion detach that this whatever it is and and i kind of find that to be crazy how we can always solve our best friend's problems but Mm -hmm. we can't solve our own you know and i think it has to do with that we kind of justify things and and a lot of times our our mind has a lot of thoughts that we'll never say aloud to our friends we'll never say aloud to our our counselors or the people that help us and those thoughts are the things that actually would bring about the solution what do i mean about that you know you're thinking to yourself you're all you're home by yourself and you're going through a moment where you're you're in a difficult time in your career and you're like yeah but you know, I'm kind of too lazy to go to school right now, this and that. If you would say that to your family, if you mm-hmm. would say that to your friends, they'd be like, wait, no, it's not that you're lazy. It's just that you need to sort things out, this and that. And yeah. and we have a fear of saying out loud or declaring our weaknesses out there. And so we're never able to, to go against it. But avoiding your weaknesses, avoiding your problems, they don't help in any way. They just kind of they take you away from the solution. I, I don't know mm-hmm. if that makes sense. No, it but. does. And one of the things I tell people a lot is that the best way, because I, I got a lot of thoughts. I, I got mm-hmm. a lot of questions about anxiety, mm-hmm. toxic thoughts, toxic emotions. Mm-hmm. And my number one advice that I say almost to every single one, because this is almost universal. Obviously, every problem is individual. But 
you need to confront your thoughts. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. here is what a lot of us do with toxic thoughts, with toxic emotions, with anxiety. Mm -hmm. We say, this is a thought I'm not supposed to be having. We know that, you know, and part of that, if if you are a Christian, if you're a believer, it's the Holy Spirit telling you that's a lie. It's Mm -hmm. a lie from the enemy. But what do we do? We say, okay, don't know what to do with this thought. I'm going to push it down. I'm going to suppress it. What am I going to do with this anger that I feel towards my family members? Like Mm -hmm. you said, I'm going to suppress it and Mm -hmm. separate. What am I going to do with this low self-esteem that's been bugging me, bugging me? I'm going to suppress it because Mm -hmm. I'm too afraid to face it. My number one advice for anybody right now dealing with anxiety, dealing with low self-esteem, confront it. What is in the light can be fought. What is in darkness cannot be fought. And the Bible says that the truth will set you free. Mm -hmm. So you need to bring it to light. You need to shed light on it. You know, you need to stop and think. And we've been talking so much about thinking. And I love it. There's this quote. I forgot who said it. But there's this quote that said, Americans are so focused on doing and not focused on thinking and it's true especially in the u.s we live such fast-paced lives you know just this morning i got up early with my kids i made breakfast i came to work i rushed to work i came here i was a little Mm -hmm. bit late i get set up i'm gonna right from here i have another meeting like we're going 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 and like you said if we don't take conscious time to think we're never going to be able to bring these thoughts to light but you have to confront it ask yourself why am i feeling anxious yeah you don't know how many times I've asked myself, like I'm, I'm feeling anxious. And sometimes it's sometimes your thoughts are so suppressed that they manifest in your body. Yes. And you're not even consciously thinking like I can be in a financial meeting, you know, and my brain is thinking about numbers and, you know, events and, and changing people's lives. Yes. And, you know, and I'm there and I'm doing that. But I, I feel myself shaking. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. That is a chain reaction. That is why it's Mm -hmm. so dangerous. And that is why it's so important to stop your thoughts at the root because of exactly that. You have you have a thought. I'm ugly. So in the morning, what do you do? You dress up and you don't do your makeup and your hair is all messy. All right. Then you go to work and and you know you're you're a single girl. You're you're beautiful inside and out. But the the guys pass by and you're walking like this. I'm mm-hmm. ugly. I'm ugly. Then you know at lunch this guy tries to talk to you. And you're like stop. I'm just so ugly. And the chain reaction continues and continues and continues. Mm-hmm. And that happens to us in every area of our life where our minds. Our, our, our minds create thoughts and our thoughts create actions. Our actions create habits. Mm-hmm. Our habits create Your so life. many things. Generational curses. Mm-hmm. They create toxic environments. They create all these things just because you had a thought and you did not catch mm-hmm. it at the moment you should have caught and, it. And going back to that same example, there have been times where because I've developed this habit and I've learned to develop this habit, I'll stop in the middle of my financial meeting and literally like I don't stop the whole meeting. Everybody mm-hmm. stop, but mm-hmm. I stop and mm-hmm. I take a second. Why am I anxious? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm anxious because I'm a little bit worried about this event and how this event's going to go. Yeah. And then I can, because I brought it to light instead mm-hmm. of suppressing, 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 because I brought it to light, I can think what's the worst thing that can happen and what's probably going to happen mm-hmm. in, a, in a logical way. Like this is talks I have to myself. I'm a little bit anxious because I'm worried that maybe Redoma won't fill up. Mm-hmm. I have those thoughts, you know, mm-hmm. and that we'll go under budget and, mm-hmm. and, you know, we'll lose money and all mm-hmm. these things will happen, you know. But then when I sit and I think, but you know what? God's always had my back before mm-hmm. and I'm doing the best I can. Mm-hmm. And anyway, worrying doesn't help it. I give myself like a little therapy right there yeah. and instant peace. Yeah instant peace and if my my own therapy doesn't work then i take it the extra the extra step or not if my own therapy doesn't work but another thing you do is literally pray mm-hmm. like sometimes i can i can do away with it just by like the bible says taking captive the thought and mm-hmm. saying you know what 
all the things I just said. I know I'm anxious about this, but it's probably not going to happen. God's got my back. I know the truth. I know the word. I know what the Lord says about me. Mm-hmm. I know that I'm doing the best I can. I know that even if I fail, mm-hmm. sometimes a healthy thought is saying, you know what? If I do fail, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. I'm allowed to fail. Like yeah. if this event fails, it's okay. And even going the extra mile and saying, Lord, help me. Mm-hmm. Give me peace. The Bible mm-hmm. says you give perfect peace to those whose minds are set on you. Yeah perfect peace perfect Mm -hmm. whole complete peace to those who can get their minds and take it Mm -hmm. from all the garbage Mm -hmm. and put it on god yeah and that's an active thing you know people look at us sometimes and be like oh you're so lucky you're so i remember when our mom passed away Mm -hmm. people would look at me and be like oh my god like you have things together you're so lucky you're so i'm not lucky i am purposely Mm -hmm. taking my mind off of the nonsense and Pushing my mind mm-hmm. onto what the Bible says, whatever is good, whatever is holy, whatever is noble, whatever is honorable. Yeah. The good things. Yeah. And we think that rearranging our mind is not an action, but it is. Mm-hmm. And because we don't see it as an actual action, we kind of bypass that. But it is something that is intentional. Like I said, your mind is a computer of ones and zeros. If you don't reprogram your mind no one will no no one will be capable of doing that and you know now that now that you're saying that i kind of think of you know the areas in my life and sometimes for me i'm a person that i kind of obsess over things hmm. and so when i'm going through something like it could be literally just one area of my life i start to think that every area of my life is wrong and sometimes that happens to Mm. us as well like let's say you're going through something at home all of a sudden then you start to see the negative in your job you start to see the negative in your finances you start to see the negative with your friends it kind of like it kind of snowball effects into all of our life and I want to say to anybody that's out there that maybe is someone that is like that, it's okay to start with one area of your life and allow it to kind of reflect in another. Because one thing that kind of overwhelms me sometimes is I'll go through one area of my life and all of a sudden I think, oh my God, my whole life is wrong. I have to renovate my entire life. I have Mm -hmm. to start all over again. Please rebirth me. Like I have to just start (laughs) all over. Starting over. (laughs) Yeah, just, just, it's all wrong. It's all wrong. It's all wrong. And we we kind of have to learn, like, you win some, you lose some. This season of my life, I'm going to dedicate myself to taking care of my body. Okay, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm going to start my diet. I'm going to start working out, whatever. And when you get that habit of doing that, all right, next phase of my life, this phase of my life, I'm going to work on my relationship. I'm going to start reading books. And it's okay to do that because every season, you can have something to conquer. You can have yeah. something to look forward to, like, you don't have to think that your whole life has to be completed all at once. And I think a lot of times we we try to attack every area. And so instead of doing uh, good in all areas, we do harm to ourselves because we're stretching ourselves. We're stretching our brain. We're stretching our, our capability, our emotional, you know, capability. Even in therapy, you know, I, I, I used to do therapy and I recommend therapy for anybody, even if you're going through a good part of your life, bad part. In therapy, you, you notice that the therapist always starts to attack one one thing. Yeah, like, you okay, know? let's talk about this. Yeah, let's talk yeah. about this. Let's dissect this. That's Because a lot of times one thing in your life kind of like bounces off to another thing so let's say you know you're having a bad time in your relationship that habit actually started to cause a habit here habit there you know Mm -hmm. so 
work on one area of your life. Work on one problem and you'll see how that will actually start to help everything. And solving one problem will give you the confidence to yes. solve other problems. It's, it's a snowball effect yeah. in the other direction. Mm -hmm. If you guys are listeners of this podcast, you will probably have heard me say this before. And you'll get mm -hmm. tired of me saying it because it mm -hmm. is literally <laughs> one of my favorite things to say. Like my girls in my department, some of them are here, literally know, know what I'm going to say. Mm -hmm. You cannot grow everywhere at yes. once. Yes. You cannot. Yes. You yes. cannot grow everywhere at once. And even when I give my courses, I have a course specifically designed to help people reach mm -hmm. their goals. The number one problem, mm -hmm. believe this or not, I've been giving this course now for two years. The number one problem that I see in people who do not reach their goals is not that they don't have enough goals. Mm -hmm. It's that they start all their goals at the same time. Mm. When you cannot grow in 10 places at once, mm -hmm. they get discouraged and they give up. Yeah. And that happens almost every January because people think that goal setting is only for January. Mm -hmm. You know, every January they say this year, I'm going to be skinny. I'm going to be mm -hmm. rich. I'm going to have a new business. I'm going to finish school. Mm -hmm. I'm going to, you know, I had a student one time. She was so driven and, and like I admired her. She had two young kids. She's mm -hmm. like, I'm going to, she's like this year, I am going to finish design school, start law school. I have a business. My husband wow. has this, my like she was going so crazy. And I was just like, okay, all of this is great, but how about let's just do one first. Mm -hmm. Let's just mm -hmm. finish this one first. And in the next season, like you said, mm -hmm. let's let's make this goal from January to June because that's how long it's going to take you to complete this goal. And in June, when you have a win under your belt, mm -hmm. let's take June, let's take July to December to do something yeah. differently. And it's not focusing on one and completely neglecting the other. Mm -hmm. It's just giving a little bit more force to one. Yeah. So, you know, you go to work, let's say your goal is working out. You still go to work in the morning at, you know, in the afternoon, you still spend time with your husband and your kids. But at night when they're all asleep, you give that extra push and you give that extra hour of workout. You know, you yeah. give that extra whatever. Mm -hmm. It's not neglecting every area of your life because that's focusing. not healthy as well. It's not the mm -hmm. other extreme. It's just giving your few extra hours in the day to that and you will see how that will create such a different you know effect in your life definitely thank you for being on my podcast i've really enjoyed it and like i said if you've enjoyed it please share please let us know please mm -hmm. give us feedback you can also contact me on vanessagraciacruz.com i have a contact page and you can give me ideas for topics if there's something you want to hear about and i also want to mention that this week i am launching a new program i'm That's so awesome. excited um because in addition to all the other people that i mentor and i counsel i really want to open it up to some of you guys you can apply on my website vanessagraciacruz.com there's a tab for mentorship because I'm opening a specified mentorship program and the way it's going to work is like this each person that I mentor is going to get an evaluation mm -hmm. where are the areas in their life that they need to grow and I'm going to make this with that person mm -hmm. so you know whether it's emotionally some of the things that we've talked about today or whether you're launching a business you're writing a book you're deciding wow. your target market whatever that is I want to work with you to make an evaluation and to make a personalized growth plan and awesome. I know that not everybody can afford therapy I know that not everybody can afford you know all these different things that we get to help. So I really try to make it affordable. You can get it for, you can be mentored for one week, for one month, or for 90 days, depending on your budget and what you're looking for. Yeah. If that's something you're interested in, please go check it out on VanessaGraciaCruz.com and please tune in next week for her podcast.